0: I'll be joined by Colleen Makubele, who is the leader of um, the South African Rainbow Alliance they are calling 2050 unemployed graduates for national duty to serve in the National Assembly and other provincial legislature across South Africa. So I want to get an understanding of uh, this program, uh, who, is going, who is going to benefit, from which side, what are the criteria, and all those kind of things, and why only now. If you do have maybe questions planned for Colin Makubele, who is the leader of uh, SARA, South African Rainbow Alliance, you can also do so by texting uh, to that number and walk Welcome to it. Welcome to Drive Time. <music> greetings, madam. Welcome to Drive Time and thanks so much for joining us.
1: Good evening. Um, thank you for having me and my greetings to the listeners.
0: You have released a statement saying that uh, you are looking for 250 unemployed graduates for national duty to serve in the National Assembly and other provincial legislature across, across Africa. I feel like uh, this is quite an important task, but uh, would you Please provide an overview of um, the South African Rainbow Alliance and also its objectives in addressing the current political financial challenges.
1: Thank you very much. Um, Of course, I'm the president of SARA, South African Rainbow Alliance that will be competing in the upcoming elections. And one of the critical policies that we want to bring um, is really the one for economic growth. Um, We call our strategy the new gear if you understand the gear that President Becky had um, implemented when he was president, um, that brought so much economic growth and there was employment, of course, not at the rate that we had been looking for. But since 2008, the country has been going down, uh, especially um, unemployment has been rising. Um, our young people, uh, graduates, are not being able to be absorbed in the job market. So one of our policies that we are bringing back as uh, South African rainbow is really the free market to allow business to operate. Deregularization of SMMEs, we remove tax and other compliances from SMMEs that are really costly and unaffordable so that they're able to create jobs. We remove the, also the issue of um, having to pay people the basic income, which is quite high for somebody who's got a business that is earning two hundred thousand. You must pay your employees three point five every month. You know, for some of the employees, it's quite high. So we want to encourage job creation as much as possible, cut taxes for businesses, allow them to create jobs to reinvest in the country. But as Sarah ourselves, we are recruiting two hundred and fifty young people that we're going to take with to national parliament to take with to um provincial legislature and also to work in some of our offices because we think it's critical that we bring fresh blood we employ these young people and we give them productivity because the most frustrating thing is for someone to spend three four years in varsity come back home and only to queue for a 350 grant we want to abolish that um, immediately although we are also proposing a grant for unemployment if our policies for free market system, creating jobs, uh, making sure that the economy works, do not provide the jobs that we are hoping to provide. We certainly promise that the unemployed graduates will get a grant, which is equivalent to their basic income. Young people are very important to us rebuilding this nation. And it's important that we also take them to parliament. The last thing we want uh, is to go to parliament 2024 And find a parliament that is settling political scores with our former president Zuma, with uh, Rama, President Ramaphosa, Isma Khashula, all of those people that are now gunning to go to government to go and settle political scores and waste everybody's time because we are not implementing anything new to create jobs. We want to go there and turn things around with young people
0: with us. You know, I like the fact that you are using the word we promise and we are going to hold you accountable on that. We are going to see what's going to happen here. But I want to know from you what actually motivated the Sarah, you know, to initiate the recruitment of uh, two hundred and fifty unemployed graduates for national duty at this particular time.
1: Look, um like I said, um you look around the there situation: 3.7 million young people that are not working. Mm. Our economy cannot absorb them. And um, the number is only growing. What do we do? What do we do as a country? So we cannot just sit back. There has to be something that each and everyone do. But that must start with the policies that we implement. Mm. We have to go back to the market-free policies that worked in the time of GIAF. The new gear for us is about economic growth. If we cannot get investors to come and invest here because of our um, uh, labor regulations and some of the trade union stuff that we are going through, it's a problem. If we are not able to get even the corporates that are here in South Africa to reinvest their money and create jobs, it's a problem. If we can't support SMMEs with opportunities, and make them uh, um, be able to function without the heavy burden of taxes and compliance issues is a problem. So all of this adds up to all the, 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 the lack of job creation, lack of economic growth, etc. If our state-owned entities are just decaying daily instead of thriving to create jobs, it's a problem. What do we do? Clearly, we've run out of money as a country. We have also have a government that has run out of ideas on how to turn things around. Mm-hmm. And as Sarah, that's why we are here as young people as women, as those that are saying we are tired of sitting by the sidelines complaining and pointing fingers and having fun at the negativities around dinner tables that are happening and and our country is going down. We are raising our hands and we are saying to the young people that are sitting at home, instead of you waiting for government thinking they are going to do something for you, join us here and Sarah, you go to government, you go with what you understand, the pains that you felt with NASPA's. The pains that you are feeling sitting at home doing nothing with degrees that are starting to be meaningless. Come with us to those uh, legislatures. Let's change the rules. Let's change policies. Let's change laws. Let's make sure we are the ones who are doing something to change our country and create jobs for ourselves. Nobody else is going to do it for us. Clearly, the current government doesn't care all those old people that are there are there for their pensions nobody is looking after the young people everybody's hanging on to those positions at the age of 75 to eight doing what mm. nothing oh. nothing for our young
0: people okay so you also mentioned something about uh, um, that, that you said that the government um, is run out is running out of funds and there is a lack of creativity for government to generate revenue what do you think is a contributing factor to the financial crisis South Africa is facing itself, Um, considering that, uh, I mean, South Africa is one of the richest countries, I mean, three richest countries in the world?
1: Look, um, we've deviated from policies that um, provide for economic growth. We are actually going into uh, what most African countries went through after their independence. We have moved more to socialism, allowing trade unions to dictate terms to a certain extent. And we have lost uh, investors. People no longer want to invest in South Africa. Corporates are moving away. Government cannot create the jobs that we want, and we must be clear about that. Mm. Wherever there's economic growth, even China, that. you know, has a, a communist and a socialist stance. When it comes to their market, market policies, they adopt the free market uh, 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 system mm. that allows investment, free flow of goods, and market to determine. You know um, how they trade uh, amongst one another. That's why they're able to create as many jobs as they're doing. They're able to be a production-based economy. We are not a production-based economy. We are not getting investments, even our mining charters and many things that have prevented. Investments from coming. You look at even our hospitality and our tourism market has dwindled, you know, because we have not been able to uh, make South Africa attractive as well as. a, a tourism destination of choice because of crime and lawlessness, many things that have added to that. So the potential that South Africa has is not being exploited. This is one of the best countries, not just in Africa, in the world, in the world yeah. but because of mismanagement, lack of leadership, the wrong policies. We find ourselves here where we, are the highest un- we have the highest unemployment rate in the world, in the world, hmm. and no one is doing anything about it where you find everything in this country, and you just don't understand why we've got 3.7 million graduates, not just an educated. I'm not even counting the, the illiterate and educated for whatever reason. You know, I'm talking about graduates, graduates. Mm. with skills that can be used, you know. So uh, I think we've got the wrong leadership at the helm. We've got people really that have adopted the wrong policies. We don't have creative ideas. We have not adopted what worked. For countries like Singapore, uh, Vietnam, when they moved from being third world to first world countries, South Africa should have gotten out of the developmental state uh, uh, category. Mm-hmm. We should be a developed country by now because our infrastructure suggests we are a developed country. But really, our own leadership, the the lack of maintenance, the the, the, the corruption, the, uh, um, the 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 um. Uh, what you call this, um, the, the policies that we have put in place have ended us and landed us in this hot water that we find ourselves. It's a ticking bomb. Right. And you know why people are even um, employing uh, foreigners? Because SMMEs and businesses, restaurants cannot afford some of these regulations that the government has burdened them with, the tax requirements and the... Mm. Uh, um, or all, all, all the income rates that you must pay, which are regulated, it's too much of a burden. They rather really, really employ somebody who's coming from outside, who's not going to burden them. Yeah. Why can't we deregularize allow people to be employed? It's better to end 1.5, 2,000 than to sit at home begging for 350 rands mm. and hoping that one day you're going to get a job that you don't even know where it's going to come from. So yeah. That's what we're looking for. We want to make sure every South African has food on the table, every South African has job security, every South African is able to build themselves a home.
0: Surely these are the things that we do get promised uh, before uh, we assume power, but we are going to come back to that, you know, looking at the politics and everything else. I want to come back to the situation here. Um, in, 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 speaking about the 250 unemployed graduates that you are trying to recruit in what specific capacities will these graduates serve in the national assembly and also provisional uh legislatures
1: tend to serve as the public representatives of sarah um, so there will be mpls members of provincial legislature some will be the members of parliament some will be deployed in our offices uh, that we're going to be holding even in the office of sarah and if I can tell you now, um, we have actually uh, received, I think, over 320 applications in just two weeks. Overwhelming. And they keep coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's there when, when I was a speaker at the city of Jobek, we advertised for five internship positions to graduate. You know, we ended up with almost 3,000 applications for five positions. Mm-hmm. So you understand that's just the and uh, even Sarah, now, we have to close that application because i don't think we'll have the capacity to process all of them, and we bring um you know to give opportunities to these young people to to to, to do that no a uh, heartbeat of what this nation should be about
0: mm. all right um so uh, sorry you are breaking up there i'm sure it must be a network in your area um but i, I want us to get into the the you know the the situation i mean the challenges and the p- opportunities considering the political and financial challenges South africa is currently facing what opportunities does the alliance see in involving young graduates in national duty Look,
1: um, like I said to you, when they come in as um, members of a uh, provincial legislature, some of them have studied um, international politics, some have studied policy making, some have studied those kinds of uh, 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 policy makers that are able to get in, in uh, the management and the setting out of different plans and programs to address our health issues, education, uh, provision of water, engineers. So we are looking for a, a qualifications because the government is run a, a, that involves technicality that involves engineering that involves um you know a, a, all the social infrastructure uh, like health education social work and economic infrastructure mining. Uh, um, whether it's construction. So we're looking for young people across the spectrum, so opportunities um, exist for them. Some will serve in different committees Mm. where they'll be able to uh, uh, give guidance and, you know, um, assist in in, in setting out uh, strategies, direction and programs that we can implement to turn around our communities. You look at communities like where I come from in Guyana, for instance, they don't have water. Uh, the government for the past uh, almost 10 years has spent $3.5 billion, mm. you know, trying to uh, reticulate the area. There's a dam that exists. We've allowed the current infrastructure to reticulate homes and communities to dilapidate and to get destroyed. And they've spent three billion, there's still no water. Why can't we get young engineers involved, mm. you know, um, from any institution, civil engineers, uh, water experts, uh, and whatever is required? Let them come and look at what are the issues there and give guidance and give, give advice instead of we keep paying all of these uh, service providers who, of course, facilitate some of this uh, corruption. We are saying we want to revamp our procurement system. Some of these young people have studied procurement and. Mm. Um, uh, uh, and some have studied even logistics. How do we f- fix transmit? Plaza? Oh, like, even sold it. We need to get all. Oh, government must have in-house. Yeah. That's our belief. Yeah, I, Before you can hire a, somebody else, government must be able to have the skills in-house. They must be able to oversee the work that we we give to contractors with knowledge and understanding you mm. know
0: accountants we need them yeah. and
1: all of those skills yeah
0: so how, how 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 are you planning to uh prepare the i mean these uh graduates um is there going to be like some sort of training of sorts before they assume their roles, if, uh, if they are going to be taken,
1: no, it will be training on the job at this stage. It will be training on the job. They've got the qualification, like any other company that will hire them. You mm. know, you don't pre-train them before they get into the job. They get into the job um, in any. Uh, I've been in government myself. There's induction and, and all of those processes that you are being taken through. I know that's smart enough. They will hit the ground running as we did when we were employed in our time. But it's not rocket science. Uh, if I studied uh, civil engineering, if I see a road, like John the, the road best open. Since July, it took us how long to, 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 to come to a point where we are starting to fix that road? Why didn't we recruit a, a University of Joburg vet students to come and assist in fixing that road, you know? Mm. So that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. So we are going to... To, to assist our students in that way, they're going to go in and, 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 and make a difference, you
0: know. <laughs> All right, so now mm-hmm. I, I want to come back to something that I, I started earlier on about uh, you know politicians um, coming to power and then after that they disappear. We don't see some of the hub, I mean, some of them, you know, hands on on the ground, um, our members of parliament, and uh, many people lose faith in uh, politicians. And also, looking at where we are right now, uh, preparing for mm-hmm. the elections, you'll find that uh, Many people are, have lost faith in the political parties. Mm. Is, how, how are we going to, you know, help out the community members and the citizens, you know, to instill confidence once again in political parties? Because we have seen people, other people saying that, uh, no, politi- politicians are not there to help you, but politicians are there uh, for themselves. Look, it,
1: it's, it's not far from the truth. Um, And that's why right now we're looking for fresh blood, people that are coming with a different spirit, with a different mindset, people that have the heart to serve. I was in the city of Johannesburg uh, as a speaker. And uh, the example that I have said there, not, not just coming from me, those that I have worked with, uh, it was for the first time that the whole nation knew there is a speaker and council. Most people do not even know there's a speaker and council. And what is the role of a speaker? Because uh, most politicians will go in, sit as a speaker in your big, beautiful office with your blue lights. You're no longer in touch with the community. They no longer see you. You are not assisting them. But I came in there, I was different. I was first on the scene whenever the community needed me, they knew they could find me. If there was any issue in the city of Johannesburg, I was the first one to respond. you know worked with n p o s assisted economic co- and, uh, you know, you name it, people with disabilities, those that look after offense, we went to the flooded areas, we, we, we went to schools, wherever, I was everywhere, even criticized for being everywhere and more visible than the mayor my, uh, himself, mm. you know, and uh, that's a fact, you know, but it's, it's just trying to show you to say political office must become a platform for us to serve. You are there to make sure that the resources and the platform that you have been given is channeled to really attending to the needs of the communities, whether they voted for you or not, because Mm. you are now a speaker for the whole of city of Joburg. And I want to build upon that example. The reason many people are resonating, even with my message now, is because they have known me as the speaker of Johannesburg. You don't even know the previous speakers before me. Who were they? you know, and I'm not being critical to them at this stage. I'm trying to give an example. Mm. And the people that we're going to deploy in offices, out of their zones and offices,
0: our... Looking at the political parties that we have right now, it's quite a number, you know, like a huge number uh, if we start counting how many political parties have come through, and uh, including yours. You were in COP, now you're out, you are now running your own Sarah, and... I just want to get from you, maybe, um, do you think that uh, this, uh, this trend of forming a political party when you are disagreeing with poli- policies of where you are is a solution to maybe um, fixing South Africa?
1: No, not at all. And uh, Sarah was not formed out of that. You know, um, uh, Sarah was a party that was formed in consultation, in agreement. With uh, COPE itself. COPE was part of it because we wanted an alliance to consolidate, solve the problem that you've just mentioned. We have to consolidate all the parties that are being formed, the minorities, so that we don't confuse the voters out there. Because all of us are forming these uh, parties out of one critical reason. We are frustrated with the state, want fresh leadership to take over our government. Uh, but the unfortunate part is that perhaps all of us think we, we are the, uh, the solutions, you know. Mm. But if we consolidate and come together, it will help the voters to have one uh, credible alternative. I agree with you to say it's not a solution, perhaps, when you agree with a party. To c- I was fired from COPE. I never left COP. Mm. I was fired because Lukota wanted to lead Sara. That's the effect of it. You know, he was part of the discussion, part of how we wanted with other parties that we have formed this a uh, Alliance consolidated ourselves with some churches and civic organizations as well, and individuals that have come together to resolve this issue of many political parties. And when he realized that he's not going to the president, that's how I was fired, mm. you know. But I didn't wake up to say I, need, I wanted to form Sarah. And those that form parties because of uh, they disagree, they are angry, there's factions, etc. it never works out. Mm. You know, it's something like hope. It never works because you are forever angry as a leader. You know, you're not having your own vision. Your vision is to get back at somebody. And that's what I also believe uh, perhaps MK is what it will offer as well, to get back at Ramaphosa, because that's their only message. Mm. Uh, We're not going to vote NC because of Ramaphosa. It has to stop being about personalities, about individuals. Mm. What is the consolidated vision? We all want economic growth. We all want to create jobs. We all want to see um, South Africa functioning again. Our infrastructure, water must be provided. Electricity must be provided. Why can't we all come together? And say, how do we then uh, take the best out of each other's manifestos? Because we are saying the same thing, just different languages, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, nothing different. So um, I'm calling, even now, as I'm on air, we are talking to various uh, parties that have agreed to come and form alliances with us. Some are saying they'll see us after elections, good and well. Those that know, they may not even meet the requirements of I- IUC to compete in the national elections and the provincial e- elections, which is a very expensive exercise as well. First yeah. come, our doors are open because they've got very critical constituencies that they serve. Okay. The people that give them confidence to say, go and form this party, have, have confidence in their leadership, but they may not be able to gather enough numbers to go all the way to parliament to solve their issues. But with us, we'll give them that platform to be able to get to parliament or province and resolve uh, uh, the issues of their communities. All, right. so all of these parties are, are adding to us being aware of the democratic process, multi-party process, everybody actively participating in this uh, democracy and constitutionally that we have uh, opted for in uh, South Africa good and well but let's consolidate
0: i don't want to mention any names right and also other political parties i mentioned cop because you were there before but uh, (laughs) i have have, have seen other political parties or leaders saying that uh, they won't side with you they won't form alliance with you unless um, you are not the face of the political part i mean of uh, sara so do you think that sara has a chance uh, looking at uh, how people are looking at this uh, uh, entire you know uh, thing, like you are saying now, that it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it is not supposed to be a personal thing. Let's not look at the person, but let's look at the bigger picture. So with other political parties saying that uh, they cannot side with you or form alliance with you as long as you are there as a leader, um, how is this going to play out with Sarah? Look, um, we've
1: always said uh, I don't have to be at the helm at all costs. If there are those, I have not uh, heard them, if there are those who are saying, look, we can lead better, by all means, come, I'll take a back seat. It's not about personalities. So do you have anyone... It's about... I haven't had a a party that came to say we won't join because uh, you you are in the helm. And I'm not saying they're not there because, you know, you cannot be everything to everybody. That's Mm. for sure. Mm. I mean, that's granted. You can't be pleasing. It's it's impossible. Even Jesus himself is not everything to everybody, right? Mm. So it's expected. Other people will have different views, different opinions, etc. But let us reason together. Let's come and select the best of us you know and to lead us and that's what we're all about but let's have one voice let's have a concrete alternative that can take out the current government Because divided, we're not going to uh, uh, kill this elephant that all of us think um, has messed up our country and we need to remove the current governing party and bring new leadership. But consolidated, we can. And I'm open to that. Not everybody really believes, even the moonshot uh, uh, um, pact, the reason they have not elected a leader, because not everyone wants to follow John Nazen, not everyone wants to follow Mashaba. It's normal, it's human, it's Mm. expected, Mm. but then at least... Agree on who then can be the best of us and let's move on from that and achieve the objective.
0: So if we're picking and choosing in all faces, do you think that the coalition government will work?
1: I I do believe um, that they can work, but I don't believe the post-election coalitions work. Like we've seen um, in the local elections, post-2021 local elections, where you have to form coalitions after... You know, you've realized that this one has two numbers more than this one. This one has one number more. Then you've got kingmakers. You've got arrogance. It becomes a power play competition of uh, what can I get because I bring one number more than you. You know, it's a trade off of power and position. You lose the plot. You have not sat down to concretize the vision. It becomes the the two, three weeks that you are given to form government. It becomes about positions and, and, Who's the boss and lots of fights, and you have not even found alignment of values and, and strategy and, and vision. You know, you can see how um, things are falling apart in the different metros. And yeah. I, I know because I was in there, yes. right? And that's why we decided to form, that's precisely why we sat with uh, the different political parties to say, let us form this uh, coalition called Sarah so that we're able now. The, 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 the issues that you are raising to me is what we discuss then to say who will be the best of us to lead, what is our uh, what are our moral values, you know, our uh, strategic direction, what is our political vision, you know, so that you concretize these things. Who are we going to put where by the time you win elections? You are not arguing amongst yourself about all of these things. It's already now ironed out. That's how normal coalitions function in developed world. Hmm. We in South Africa, we are post election kind of a, a, a coalitions. And it becomes problematic. Um, and it, it will still become prob- problematic at provincial and national because parties are not sitting down together now. We all know we can see the trend. We can see the polls. I mean, it, 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 it's clear that there's not going to be an outright winner. But then how do we then start to organize ourselves for different possibilities? So that any eventuality, we've got a strategy already in place it's just to polish it and sharpen it, you know, irrespective of personalities, irrespective of... Uh, uh a, a, a individual parties, etc. Right. One individual party is not going to win this election. That's
0: All impossible. Right. Okay, I hear you. So now I can tell you one message here that I have received from numerous listeners of IFM uh, saying that uh, we are not going to vote in any case. So that's a message you should take uh, when you're sitting there because they are confused. They don't know what to do about uh, or who to vote for. But anyway, uh, Madam Colleen, thank you very much for your time and really appreciate it
1: thank you so much and can i say one last thing about that not going to vote yes you know I, I'm, I'm saddened and we released a statement today to say it's said that south africans feel that way it, for me i don't care who you vote for but you're not voting you are still voting you know it's your democratic constitutional right. just select somebody that you go and give your vote to as part of being responsible citizens said especially young people 18 to 35 they have adopted this apathy and they think it sometimes it's self-made it's not it's a driven propaganda to cause them to stay away from vote so that we leave our grandmothers and our grandfathers and aunties in the villages to select our leaders and we continue to not have jobs not have a water electricity and many other things it's time if young people don't show up for these elections we have lost this country forever for me i don't care who you vote for Mm. just find somebody to participate and then let us together change all of us are frustrated we can stay at home and the same issues will continue that's that's where i pause all
0: right thank you very much we really appreciate once again thank you
1: sir thank you thank (laughs) you to the listeners
0: And that was uh, the leader of uh, Asara, Colleen Makubele, just weighing in on on their program that they are planning to recruit 250 unemployed graduates in South Africa.